0: The following is an archived podcast presented by the branson and hudson foundation for podcast recovery this podcast is entitled einsteins and edisons it is the first and only episode of the podcast welcome to episode one
1: electricity the automobile penicillin beer cans that tell you if it's cold viagra Spanx, the xbox 360 the macarena all great inventions Well, what do they have in common? Well, they were all created by a singular genius with exceptional vision and execution. Welcome to Einstein's and Edison's. My name is Simon Ropes, and I'm here with my fellow correspondent, Victor Fife. And today, like every day, we are talking about geniuses. Some of our previous guests include Elizabeth Holmes, Richard Branson, the rapper that ate that woman in Texas, Mark Cuban, Ray Liotta, Bo Deedle, Escalade for Man 1 Street Ball, rest in peace, and you guessed it, Mo Rocca. But today we are talking to a wonderful, alarmingly intelligent young man named Mallard Dufresne. Uh, Mallard, hello. Uh, Victor, hello. Uh, everyone, welcome to Einstein's and Edison's. Um, you know, would you like to give a quick introduction of yourself for someone who don't doesn't know who you are, Mallard?
0: Yeah, uh, Simon and Victor, thanks for having me here. Um, you know, some people would call me the founder of the Money Institute, but I really prefer to be called the inventor of the Money Institute oh, because we see a lot of founders these days, a lot of entrepreneurs, but we don't see a lot of inventors like we used to, you know? So I'm really out here trying to rethink money and how we can use it, and achieve things with it at the Money Institute.
1: That's interesting. That's interesting. That's interesting. Victor, any thoughts? I find it interesting you say that, Mallard. Thank
2: you for being here, by the way. Um, It's great to have you on the show. Um, Simon and I were just talking the other day about how you don't see as many inventors anymore, people considered inventors, and it's like, well, there are inventors around, but people aren't highlighting that. You're not seeing a singular vision type of person these days which is i don't know if it's demoralizing if there's more people in the world now but you'd think there'd be more inventors if there's more people right but you don't have a steve jobs every day but we do have guys like you mallard but what are you about what is your vision what is your apple what is your microsoft what is your what is your uh your uh uh your heavy rain you know
0: Well, from hearing you uh, talk about your philosophy and how you see inventors and everything, it kind of gives me hope that we're on the same page here, because I feel the same way that there's just not enough inventors anymore. When you think about the simple light bulb that was invented by Edison or the simple dollar bill that was invented by Ben Franklin, uh, it's like you don't see inventions that are quite so clean and crisp these days, and it's really easy to understand how important that idea is, you know? So to me, it's like, from my perspective, no one has innovated money in possibly centuries. So I am sort of selling money insurance and money wellness solutions that are going to take money to the next level. Because if your money is well, then your mindset will be well. And if your mindset is well, then you're going to make money to fill up your wallet with. And that's just common sense, if you ask me.
1: Um, Mallard. Who would you say throughout all of history is your favorite genius?
0: Well, I mean, the list of them is long, but one genius that I've been thinking about recently is uh, Dave Thomas of the Wendy's Burger Restaurant.
1: Oh, yes. Not
0: a lot of people realize he invented fried chicken. (laughs) You know, you think about him as a burger guy, but really he he told Colonel Sanders, what if you fried a chicken? And he was like... What? And he was like, You know how you can fry like fries and stuff? We already got French fries. What if you put a chicken in there instead? And Colonel Sanders was like, Oh my God, I'm going to make that my restaurant.
1: And did Dave Thomas take any money for this idea
0: at all? Oh, yeah, he robbed him blind. That's how he started Wendy's.
1: Oh, wait. So he, wait, this is pre Wendy's. I didn't even know. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! It looks like there's a lot more to Dave Thomas than I, than, you know. I, I thought I knew. Well, they
0: served in the war together, and when they were in the war, they're like, "If I get out of this place, I'm which, starting." Which to...
1: war? Which war?
0: Well, I think they served in the Korean War together, but it might have been okay. also Vietnam. They might have gone back for fun. I, you know, I
1: don't. Th- was Cur- Colonel Sanders was a colonel in Vietnam? Yeah, he's a colonel in
2: Vietnam.
0: That's how he got the name.
2: And well, you know what they say: behind every great man is a
1: genius. And That's Dave true. Dave Thomas was in his. He was the Vietnam genius. battalion. Oh,
0: okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, Dave Thomas was the genius behind the man of Colonel Sanders. Basically. It was right, ironic too, because right. he was never a colonel in the war. He was just like a fighter guy. And, uh, you know, you would think a colonel would be a genius, but well, it turned I'm sorry, out what was his rank? He was just like a guy who was fighting like a fighter guy type of role. Oh, okay. Uh, in one of the battalions or the platoons or what have you, but it turned Which out one? that he was a genius.
1: Oh Yeah. And then uh, Dave Thomas, he was his rank was just fighter guy as well.
0: No, that's what I'm saying. That was Dave Thomas's rank. Uh, colonel Sanders was, of course, a colonel.
1: Oh, okay. I thought you were telling me Colonel Sanders was a fighter. No, guy. But it's, oh, I'm telling okay. you, it's so you're, ironic. you were explaining to us that Dave Thomas wasn't a colonel. So,
2: and then. You kind of confused us because no one ever implied or thought he was a Colonel. No, but I'm saying I it's thought a, he was a I'm Colonel. What I'm trying to say
0: is that it's ironic that he was a genius. I thought Dave Thomas was a Colonel. Even no, though I thought, not a
2: colonel. Uh, colonel Sanders was a Colonel. No, I'm talking about Dave Thomas. He's saying Dave Thomas wasn't a Colonel. We know that.
1: So I don't know why.
0: But isn't it ironic anyway. that he's a genius by, without being a Colonel? That's what I'm saying.
1: Yeah. Sometimes, you know, the one thing I, I have read about genius is that it's often misunderstood in its time, you know? I think
0: Robert Blake said that. (laughs) You know, I tried to learn from the lessons of guys like Dave Thomas where no one thought they could be a genius at the time. I went to a little school that's on the East Coast somewhere. You might have heard of it called Yale University where I got my genius master's degree so that everyone knows up front that I'm a genius. Well, one
1: thing that, you know, I do know about Dave Thomas is uh, his famous Frosty invention. Uh, He came up with that, you know, post-Vietnam. You know, and a lot of the kind of, you know, oil and metal parts and bullets and whatnot that were used, you know, during the war, there was a surplus of them once they said the war is over. The gun making factories, they didn't have all that. So they just took the oil and they just said, all this gun oil, we're going to give it to you, Dave Thomas, and you can use it and mix it with some chocolate. And we're going to make the best, you know, kind of milkshakes ever. we're going to call them Frosties. Frosties are primarily made out of a very viscous oil for guns.
0: Well, I think that changed over the years. At first, people uh, were really into that, but then they taste tested a different model that was just ice cream, and that one became even more popular.
1: Actually, after that, something else happened where they went back to the first one that I said, and <laughs> well, people actually like liked that more.
0: It's like the McRib, where they bring that one back every like you know once or twice a year.
1: What I
2: find uh, interesting about Dave Thomas is he reminds me a little bit of someone, and he invented the Wendy's and uh, the Frosty Machine and everything, but he also, in his time, he wrote a, a a series about 20 novels, this great hard sci-fi epic, and a lot of people don't know that about him. He's kind of like the reverse Gene Wolfe, who is known for being a sci-fi author, but he invented the Pringles machine, and people don't... Thank him for that at all.
1: People never say that about Dave Thomas, that he's a reverse Gene Wolf. I've never heard anyone <laughs> say that about him. No one said that at no all one it's, it's a shame. shame because it's a shame he, it really is it really just works as a sentence. He is the reverse gene wolf. Well, everyone I can't
2: believe no one's saying this. And gene Wolf was a Catholic. And Dave Thomas, um, a very, very devout
1: Muslim. Yeah. No, I knew that. Yeah. He actually converted though.
0: <laughs> I know. I know too. You know the greatest tragedy of Dave Thomas's life is that uh, the U.S. Army was about to make him an honorary colonel in the early 2000s, <laughs> but uh, he passed away before the ceremony
1: for for his work in Vietnam.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, for coming up with fried no, maybe chicken for the, actually the is work of why. It. Yeah,
2: I was going to say it makes more sense.
1: That also explains why if you walk into. No one
2: cares about his service. No one
1: cares about anyone's well, service. Well, he cared because to this Unfortunately, day. Unfortunately, no one thanks anyone for their service in the wars. To, to this day, if you walk into a Wendy's, CCR plays. It ain't me. And you're just, you know, eating your, you know, your Dave's double, which ironically, he did not invent. Wendy invented that one, even it's though true. the name Wendy's was invented. By Dave Thomas. And Dave Thomas did technically invent his daughter Wendy.
0: Well, all parents are it, it inventors. A, she wasn't extent. a robot.
1: She was just like a child. You're like inventing a child. Yeah, well,
0: you invent a child when you give birth to them. Right.
1: You would say, like, Genghis Khan is a great man. Well, who invented Genghis Khan? Well, his dad. Well, his dad's a great inventor. That's the kind of logic I'm working with here. Yeah. Um, Well, let's say, Victor, let's talk a little bit about what what are some geniuses that you feel like don't get enough credit nowadays? Oh, the ancient Egyptians. Just as a a plural, they were all geniuses? (laughs) Absolutely. Have you seen the things they did? Well, I've seen the pyramids. They had batteries.
2: Seen the movie The Mummy? They built the pyramids using vibrations. Interesting. Magnetism. Sound. They can move tons and tons of stone and levitate it with stone uh,
1: vibrators. I'm sorry. Um, I'm not familiar with any of this history, Victor. What are you referring to? The pharaohs? The pharaohs used, they vibrated stone to get the pyramids? Yeah, I mean, you can't
2: do that all... They said, oh, just slaves. They had a lot of slaves working on it for a long time. It's like, well, they needed the technology to move this stuff.
1: Right. They invented the idea of Imhotep, which is still scaring movie audiences to this day. Even though he wasn't scary back then, I don't believe. I think he was just like... No, no, he was just some guy. He was just some guy. Yeah. Well, a god, right? But like a god of death. Well,
2: I mean, I think arguably a lot of people would think... I would hope that over time inventors, geniuses, entrepreneurs, great men and women of our time eventually are looked back in history as gods because of what they've done.
1: Interesting. You know, Interesting.
0: another another scary thing they invented was the scary mummy. And Oh, yes. I think it's a very tasteful kind of scary thing. Because you already think about, like, a corpse. A corpse is already so scary because you got, like, teeth hanging out and, like, right. flesh is ripped off and whatever. The mummy leaves a little more to the imagination. It's a little more subtle. I don't know how more fucked demur. up it is under there. You know, like, I'm, yeah. my mind's thinking of crazy shit when I see this mummy coming after me, you know?
1: If I heard that there was, you know, a necrotic type of humanoid wandering around and, uh, you know... I knew that if stay I stay inside, them,
2: stay inside, guys. <laughs> well,
1: I, I knew if I saw them, I would see their rotten penis, and you know, perhaps they would have some dis- okay. discolored nipples. I'm very happy with the invention of the mummy to wrap that up and keep it, you know, in, you know, a little on the on the down low.
0: But Simon, doesn't your think, mind run I wild the, wondering what's underneath the mummy wrappings? That's what's of so course, scary.
1: Every man. He just
2: mentioned its rotted penis and it's, you know, ugh.
0: Well,
1: when every man looks at the mummy and they see him wrapped up, they always think, you know, what's under there? I want to see what's under there. What's yeah. spilling
2: out of his belly button? And Where's you just his res- guts? You is res- it still there? Is it all eaten away by worms? It's like, no, there's no worms in the pyramid.
1: You respect a monster that covers up is all I'm saying.
2: I think that the great Dr. Frankenstein got his inspiration to make his Frankenstein by... um reading about the Egyptians and their mummies.
1: Interesting. Interesting. Well, um, to me, um, I think probably uh, my personal favorite genius of history is Corb Sanjay, uh, the mysterious reclusive hairstylist responsible for creating, you know, the most (laughs) expensive haircut in the world, the onion cut. Um, I recently... You know, just had this haircut done and I am in love with my onion haircut. I wanted to it's ask you most- about your
0: onion cut. Oh my god. You got the pink highlights? I mean,
1: I was waiting for Victor to say something.
0: <laughs> I would
2: like it on my burger. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Don't put hair on my burger. Get hey, out of here.
0: I'm out of there. I'm not gonna
1: touch your burger, all right. But but this hands is hands off. That's mine. Do you wanna know how much this haircut costs? Uh fifty bucks. Three thousand dollars. Ooh. This is the most expensive haircut in Anna. It's, 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 you know, I would say it's priceless. He said, you know, 2000 you know, I'm Ooh. there. I'm throwing money at it. Yeah, this is can't, a beautiful haircut. You can't put
0: a price on $2,000. That's what I like to say.
1: Corb Sanjay is a genius. Corb, if you're out there, I know you have a system of bunkers around the world that you've built uh, to hide out in. Uh, Corb, if you're listening, thank you very much. For my onion cut. He
2: has that business model in like, his salons and his spas where you go and sit those those massage chairs, those zero-gravity chairs. And they strap VR headsets on you, and you're you're in like, oh, where do you want to go? Oh, I want to be in the show. Cheers. Boom. You're in Cheers. You're, in you're, cheers. Hanging out, you're, you're just drinking a beer. You're in Cheers. So there's a lot of people who say they go to his spas and they felt renewed, like they are reborn. I went there. I said... They said, "Where do you want to go?" And I said, "Well, you know, what's the limit?" They said, "They laughed at me." They said, "What do you mean? What's the limit of uh, an imagination?" And I was like, "I guess there is none." Am I right? Um, well, and he, I mean,
1: you know, let alone from the Cheers thing. He also had this, um, you know, system. A lot of people don't like getting haircuts, right? Small children, especially. Um, you kind of fuss around, and maybe you know, you know, you're the. The old lady cutting your hair, you know, keeps mashing her tits against your elbow. You know, a lot of people don't like getting haircuts. What Corb did is he was the first person to introduce anesthesiology into his salons. He can put you under and you'll be completely asleep for hours while he painstakingly goes over every single hair on your head. Um, Corb, uh, you know, instant billionaire. Nothing else I can say about him. Uh, Just truly my favorite genius.
0: Well, he's got to put you under for the onion cut because I've heard it hurts more than a tattoo to get.
1: Oh, the onion cut is extremely painful. I was actually, you know, going through with one of our affiliate stations and they were recording me, uh, you know, getting the famous onion cut and whatever. And I was trying to be tough, you know, and staying awake during this onion cut. But it's really like every single fiber, you know, of hair you have, every single nerve ending at the end of every hair is just on fire as he is pulling and snipping and cutting and and it it is uh you know, I would say getting a haircut from him is akin to torture, to, to brutal physical torture. It, well,
2: I mean, it depends on like your size of type of person you are. I mean, he might have to like load you up with propofol. Just to keep you kind of sedated for it, and then afterwards he has he gives you a prescription for you know some low key amphetamine just because you know there's so many calories and propofol. He said now you need to slim down, you gotta look right, good, you gotta look good. Um, w- I can't have anyone going around with my haircuts looking bad. You can't be a fatty. Right. Um, he, he does
1: have a weight limit on the. Un- he injured. will
2: say like if you walk into his place, he says there's no way I'll cut this pig's hair. Yeah, and he,
1: um, he is very very rude. Um, you know, but when you're the best at what you do, people actually think it's cool when you're rude to them, uh, because you're like so good. You don't have to be nice. And, you know, yeah, he spit in me, um, on me, in me. Um, he yelled at me, said awful things about, you know, my breath. You know, he recommended me a Tic Tac in a way that was just like, you know, I, I don't think it should be legal to be that caddy. You have bruises on
2: you from what he was doing to you.
1: Well, that you know. Uh, when you weren't sitting right, he'd pinch you really hard. He'd pinch you. Yeah. He, he fit, But you know what? This onion cut, it's a beautiful onion shaped uh, haircut with pink highlights. And it's just, it's, it's made my world. You know, I'm walking around, you know, like a rooster everywhere, puffing my chest out, stomping around, you know. Walking home after I got the onion cut, I you know, stopped by the florist. I got a dozen red roses, showed up to my wife, handed it to her, she's blown away by this onion cut. And I just grab her like a romance novel and start, you know, you know, mm-hmm. really you know, even tongue. Like I know that's not like impressive to like young people but you know to instantly get tongue from like a 37 year old woman
0: like the photo of the sailor in uh, Madison oh, Square exactly. Garden or whatever yeah. or Times Square in order to pull
1: pull that off with a 37 year old woman which you know you know don't cancel me for saying this but are you know generally considered the worst type of women <laughs> You know, it, you know, that, you know, again, PC culture. I got to be careful what I say. Oh, yeah. But, but again, <laughs> it's, a, it's just a joke. Everyone agrees. 37 year old women are terrible. But moving on, like that level of commitment that core brings to it, you know, allowed me to just really feel like a God in my own skin. Needless yeah. to say, the onion
2: haircut will make you be a genius in the bedroom. And I like I said, I recommend his spas, his salons. Try out the chairs, try out the helmet. I got to go to a footlocker. There's none where I live, and I wanted to go to one of my guys. You know, everyone gets to go to footlocker, get the best shoes. Um, and I had never been to one. And I said, well, can you send me to a footlocker? They said, that's, that's where you want to go. You could go anywhere with this headset. I was like, well, I mean, it's my choice, right? And I slipped them another hundred, and they said, you know, it's your, you know, it's your life. And I spent 17 hours in that
1: chair. Oh, well, how did it turn out? Was it worth it? I tried on every pair of shoes like three times. (laughs) And you just couldn't make a decision or?
2: No, I said I'd have to think about it and come back. Oh, well, have you gone back? Well, I thought about it. I was like, well, I can't actually wear the shoes around from the virtual footlocker. So I didn't know.
1: Oh, okay. So you can't like take them with you. But But it gave
2: me an idea of like if I ever get to go to a footlocker in person, a little vacation. Oh, yeah maybe I'll be able to make a decision then.
1: Maybe an interesting thing that a genius could set up is to have a virtual footlocker inside of a real footlocker so you could show up and virtually put on all the shoes uh, while being completely immobile. The uh, show
2: is called Einstein's and Edison's. Okay. So I think we might just have another Edison on our hands here with
0: that idea.
1: Okay, I hope you're not teasing me. I hope You not. better I hope know. that
0: uh, Corb Sanjay is not listening or else he might steal it oh. one. Heck, oh, I might yeah, take did. it.
1: Hey it's welcome to you mallard. <laughs> well it's welcome to you. I'm 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 not a bit I'm more of a big picture guy and I'll trust you with the execution. Uh, I know you've been doing very well with the money institute so I'm sure you right. have a lot on your plate already. Speaking of that mallard,
2: who are your inspirations? Who are your heroes? Like what it what is well,
0: I mean, I. What has I, I,
1: made you who you are?
0: This conversation about Dr. Corb Sanjay, I mean, I don't know if he's a doctor, but he should be, right? Because he's a genius. Well, he
1: writes prescriptions. I don't think he's a, approved, but people let him get away with it but on account of his. Anyone merit. who's
0: smart, it just seems like they should be called doctor, right? But I. Right. Think- he's
2: from a very small city state. I forget the name of it, but it, he can legally, as a barber, write prescriptions because of this his license from this
0: place. Does he write prescriptions for, like, Barbasol or whatever? <laughs>
1: <laughs> that would be a good bit if you were a medical-themed doctor, but I, I do think that would be um, a little excessive if you showed up to a Walgreens with a prescription for Barbasol.
0: <laughs> but anyway, I think... You could just buy it. Uh, not yeah, to, yeah, that's not what I'm to, saying. Not to harp on this particular genius, but uh, some of the things that Simon was saying about him just made him even more inspirational to me. Like, the way that he's extremely rude to all his customers... I feel like I need to get in touch with the good doctor to oh. learn some of his secrets, because I haven't really been rude enough in some of my business dealings, and it makes me afraid that my customers aren't... They don't see me as a threat, so they might not yeah. be willing to do business with me if they're not scared Geniuses... You, you know?
1: a, a very unique personality trait of geniuses is that they are often quite rude and hostile. Uh, geniuses are often, you know, heard telling people... You know, grabbing them by the shoulders and shaking them and yelling, "I'm a genius! I'm a genius! Say it in their face!" Uh, and you know, their unique business strategies have done them uh, really well. Uh, I'd hate to see uh, Mallard uh, how how wealthy you become if you started, you know, verbally abusing everyone that you saw.
0: Oh yeah, I mean, why don't you shut the why don't you shut the fuck up? Oh.
1: That would be that I mean
0: that's wonderful. The geniuses have
2: changed. I'm not saying Mallard is in some lab and he's yelling Eureka. Um I think these days more of He could be. But I think today in the modern well, sense, geniuses are guys who make a lot of money I have and they to may say, wear though, like a a traditional Chinese suit. See you're, even though they're like a white guy. The, the
0: Eureka thing's not so antiquated as you think, though, because when I went to the Chase Bank in order to open my LLC, the Money Institute. I was talking to the salesperson and they were like, "Okay, what's your business going <laughs> to be called?" And I was like, "The Money Institute LLC," and whatever. They're like, "Okay." And then I just yelled "Eureka" at her.
1: Oh, because you knew that it would be in a bio. Wait, wait. <sighs> you knew it would be in a biopic later. You knew that a biopic yeah, was coming. Yeah, I just
0: wanted it to be honest when I tell the biographer. Was this
1: recent
2: or
0: is your company still just an
2: LLC? It's just an LLC?
0: Um, well, it's more of an institute, but technically it's kind of an LLC with the government, you know, but I mean, it's a very, very high-grossing LLC. I can say that much. So
2: your inspiration is about a guy that Simon just talked about.
0: Yeah, well, and Dave Thomas. And yeah, uh, oh, Dave, Benjamin Franklin Dave for Thomas, inventing course, the simple dollar bill, which I use in my business.
1: Oh, you use the, doll- the, the physical dollar bills? You actually
0: uh, use them at the Money Institute? Oh, of course. I mean, so we do. one of the many services we provide is a stress test for your money. So if you want to bring in some of your dollar bills that you've been using, you know, as money, uh, we're going to check them out. We're going to put them under analysis and we're going to see if they are environmentally and socially conscious in the way that you've been spending them, in the way that you've been keeping them in your wallet, et cetera, To make sure that you're handling your money properly in a way that's good for the earth, too.
1: Now, this is, um, I believe... Uh, uh, Tell me a little bit, uh, I understand a little bit of the Money Institute. The people, as the Money Institute has been growing, people have commented. You've had criticism that have said, you know, whatever you're doing, you're not actually making anything. You have an obfuscated process in which somehow you take investments and get money for them. What is it that the Money Institute actually does?
0: Well, it's false to say that we don't make anything because we make our clients money by doing the money stress test to help you know how to more wisely spend and create dollars. Um, But I mean, I didn't really want to get into this yet, but since you're putting me on the spot here, I need to tell you about a little thing called the money technique technique. That has been so instrumental to all that we do. Whoa, whoa, whoa.
2: Are you sure you want to release this information right now? Is this patented?
0: Well, it's patent pending, but I'm so confident in our ability to use this technique better than the other guys that I'm willing to put the formula out there. It's a little bit of like a mathematical thing, so I'm not sure if you guys are going to be able to follow along with me, and I'm not sure that my competitors can keep up either.
1: But well, then that's perfect for you to explain it. Then you have almost no risk of us uh, stealing your idea simply because uh, we won't be able to understand it. Yeah. As you are an accredited genius, I have heard.
0: There's going to need to be some kind of like World War II style code breakers out there trying to run the numbers on this and figuring it out. But uh, So basically the money technique. Let's imagine that the money you come in to us with, your like old money, is represented by X, Right. We are using the money technique in order to create a formula that goes like this. X plus Y, where Y is a positive integer above zero that is added to your money existing now.
1: It's very mathematical. Very can you, complex. Can you, can you just tell us the formula? Real quick, I know you just explained it narratively, but what would the formula look like? Is this X plus Y?
0: Bas- well, basically, that's the other side of the formula. Basically, today's formula is X, and tomorrow's formula is X plus Y. Like today's formula means the money you have before you see me at the Money Institute. Then tomorrow's formula means the money you'll have afterward, which is represented by X plus Y.
1: So you give them the Y, essentially. Basically, which is
0: represent- that's part of our technique, yes. And it's kind of like a way of growing money to be more money. Um, Explain what this means.
1: Um, You were, you know, recently investigated. The investigation was over. You've been completely exonerated. There's no ties to you. About your controversial idea called homeopathic money. What exactly is homeopathic money?
0: Well, yeah, see, that's something that came out of our practice of uh, money analysis and running these stress tests, where something we started to realize is that a shocking amount of today's money supply, like upwards of 80%, actually, you know, upwards of 82%, that's so specific that you know I'm telling the truth. Oh, wow. Um, Upwards of 82% of dollar bills these days are infused with GMOs, and these are coming from like the big money producers who are trying to produce their money on the cheap, and they've been using all wait, these wait, GMOs.
2: Wait. Are you telling me that money now is completely different genetically from money 100 years ago? Oh, 100%. Absolutely. And uh, there's just something. It's 100% about
1: this. genetically different? Yeah, basically, yeah. Um, oh, wow. Well, I know humans and many geniuses
2: have told us this over years through science and research, of course, that. Most of your cells get replaced over time, and the person you were, say, five years ago is mostly a different person now. That's or true. your so, DNA
1: is still basically identical.
0: Well, here's the thing. That is true, and, but it's true in two ways. It's true of organic money, and it can happen with the GMO money. And I'm more worried about that GMO money because, especially when we're doing this kind of analysis and running these wellness tests, it's just not going to be good for you in the long run. And if it's not good for you, it's not good for your money. And if it's not good for your money then it can't be good for you, right? So we're basically one thing that we've started doing and what homeopathic money is all about is creating sort of organic money that's more like how Benjamin Franklin and our other founding fathers intended it to be.
1: If I let's let me just open my wallet here, I have a $100 bill right here.
0: Would you be able to tell
1: me from looking at this $100 bill if it is organic or gmo or tainted in any way. How healthy is my money? Well, I'm just going to hand this to you.
0: Sure, I could tell you, but why don't you tell yourself by downloading the My Money Me app right now.
1: All right. Well, I, you know, I'm I've already I've tweeted about this if anyone out there follows my tweets. I'm a huge um fan of the My Money Me app. Uh, it's a great new financial assistance app. Uh, it does mobile banking. Um, not there aren't any withdrawals yet, so I'm really just putting money into this account. But uh, uh, you know, I'm excited for this to kind of open up, and you know, when I can withdraw and use some of the my money, me money, and and this will, as you say, this will clean my dirty money.
0: Correct? Well, it's at least it it may not clean it, but it's going to tell you what's in there. So that's I'm glad you're using our banking functions already, but another function in the My Money Me app. Is the mobile money wellness assessment, which you can do at home or from anywhere. Basically, you just need to take a picture of your hundred dollar bill with the in app camera, and then it's going to analyze it and run one of these stress tests on the dollar bill and tell you if it's genetically modified or if it's organic or kind of give you an idea of what's going on under the hood of your hundred dollar bill.
1: All right. Well, let's uh, let's go ahead and and mess with this real quick. Um... I got my app here. I'm going to go ahead and take a, a picture with it of the money here and see what it says about my money and how clean it is. Let's see here. Oh, okay. Took a picture of it. Let's see. Running analysis of money. Huh. Um. This is. Uh, it says my money is 7% Polish money.
0: Oh, yeah. See, that's not good. You don't want to see that. Um, you know, first of all, uh, it's not good. Why not? Well, first of all, Polish money is not worth as much as American money because ours is the most valuable in the world.
1: Um, it says uh, this hundred dollar bill is only worth ninety four dollars. Yeah,
0: essentially, that's the case. But, uh, that also is proof that there's some GMOs going on here because if you had organic money, it would be a hundred percent pure. So let me take one out of my wallet right here. Let's let's take a look at this hundred dollar bill. This is money straight off the tree. I just plucked this one. Well, before look I how came crisp over. it oh is! Oh so my god, so god, green just... and so crisp. And so this money, like okay, these two these hundred dollar bills, you might say they're all built the same. You know, when you go to the grocery store, it's worth the same amount of money or whatever. But it's not really true because once you start using the money technique, or dare I say, you might even utilize the money technique, which is a better way of using it. Um, and
1: it sounds it sounds much more impressive to it does it is much more
0: impressive but if you think about this let's say the x in the equation is your hundred dollar bill once we put that into the equation and try to do x plus y that y is going to be a smaller amount whereas when we put in my hundred dollar bill it's going to get a much larger y amount which means a lot more cash appreciation and a lot more money in your pocket at the end of the day that's what i'm trying to tell
2: you it's starting to come together
0: so if you want to trade in Some of your GMO money for fresh off the tree, crisp, organic dollar bills. You get basically a credit. Like you know, you'll get about ninety-four dollars for that hundred-dollar bill right there. If you want to get one of these crisp ones, we'll send it to you in the mail. Oh, okay,
1: yeah. Um, uh, That's just one of the
0: services on the My Money Me app. But
1: so I'm so essentially. I'm looking at the app now, and it's given me a P.O. box that I can mail this money to, and I will get $94 of
0: clean money uh, back from it. Is that, is that how it works? That's right. And then if you want to use the money technique on the clean money, that's when your money's really going to start duplicating, you know?
1: I have a question. Why wouldn't I be able to, to, to use My Money Me to take a picture of the you know, $100 bill I have here. I know it's worth 94. How about instead of, you know, why can't I do like what a check does and I can destroy the $100 bill and wait for you to send me a new one? Um,
0: well, cause you what, need to send the $100 to us cause we're going to uh, try to purify it. Or if we can't purify it, then we're going to uh, put it out to pasture basically.
1: Oh, so it's a mercy killing of dirty money, essentially. Yeah, but it's well, better have for a us question. to do that because
0: it's just kind of like a, a pet or something. You don't want to just bury the pet in your yard. You want to like, give it to the vet or whatever, right?
2: Oh, Simon, if I may, uh, I have a question for Mr. Dufresne. Um, Mallard, <laughs> you've talked about money changing and money being worth less or your money wellness and the importance of organic money. My question, I guess, is can my money
0: die Well, theoretically, yeah. Like if it's if it's not very pure and it's mostly GMOs and stuff. Like, what
2: does it mean? Like, does my money have a pulse? Does I have a heartbeat? I'm not. I'm not like taking. I'm not. You know. I'm not. I'm not. You know. You know, kidding you or poking fun. I'm just. I'm just trying to like these concepts. Kind of like make sense to me. And what do I do if my money dies?
0: Well, that's why you want to cash it in with us before it dies, so you can get a equivalent value of fresh organic money right off the tree uh you don't want to wait too long get stuck with those old bills they're decaying and rotting and falling apart you know you want your you want money that can run a marathon it's so healthy how do i know if my money's dead mallard well i mean it'll just look like old money you know it's ripping up and falling apart or you're gonna rip it in half on X and it's uh, so fresh. I have
1: this old I have a really old five here. You can see it's faded and there's a rip there. Is this yeah. is this money dead now? This is worthless. It's on the verge.
0: How many times has that happened to us, right? Where we reach into our wallet and we rip all our money in half because it's just too weak and frail I mean
1: it happens to me. No. For, you know, my problem is, you know, I you know my wallet's filled with all these bills Right? And I try to grab one and you just, you can't, you're grabbing all this other money. Well, you, you grab them.
2: Simon grabs them so aggressively. He's so happy to pull out and pay for something. It's a show everyone he's oh. got a hundred dollar bill to pay with. Some, and he just rips it in half I and he rib- goes, oh, how embarrassing. And he pulls out another one. He rips that one I half to Meanwhile, the waitress is picking up each piece saying, oh, I could just tape these back together. It'll still be good. And they don't care if I do that. Yeah, and, I say uh, it's
1: dead money. It's, it's dead. I'm like, sweetie, you're wasting your time. It's dead money. You know, it's dead. Like, leave it on the floor. I'll get mad at him. I grab, you know, I'll grab their arms.
2: Put your foot on the bills yeah. that are all torn up. You say, don't touch it. Don't touch it. It's garbage. I'll, You're going to get diseases.
1: You know, and, and a lot of, you know, the in this careful environment, they keep telling me to stop, you know, snatch grabbing. Like, and then you have, you have like <laughs> women's mean, wrists and like holding. Dr. Them.
2: Sanjay, he won't even take cash.
1: Oh no! If you no. try
2: to give him cash, he'll spit on you. Say so it's diseased.
1: Yeah, but
0: if you show him this organic bills, he might change his tune. I think that he might change his tune because he's not wrong. I mean, there is proof linking uh, transmission of viruses from dollar bills to humans, uh, making oh, no. that species jump. If there's GMOs involved, there's something about these now, GMOs that can. Uh, Create viral transmissions to humans. Interesting. Now,
2: Mallard, I got a question for you. The big fad right now is cryptocurrency and digital currency. Can those things can those become non-organic as well? How is that possible? They're digital. That's can.
0: Well, that can't they're be all the case, non-organic. Right? That's the problem. Basically, cryptocurrency is like money oh. for your computer, uh, which is nice if you're a computer. But if you're a person and you're made of organic matter, then it just doesn't really make sense on a basic level. Well, the, I think it seems like your
2: money more has soul. You can't have soul if you're a computer.
0: That's exactly right. You want interesting. People want money they can relate to with a guy's face on it. And it just feels like organic matter because it is. It's all fresh off the tree. It's just there's something a little more honest about doing business with that kind of money.
1: In a way, this is, you know, about financial literary Uh, literacy as well as health literacy Uh, and in that way do you kind of consider yourself to be like a uh, you know a a thought leader a wellness kind of medical professional are you a doctor
0: absolutely you know what I was just saying about uh, Dr. Corb Sanjay earlier that he must be a doctor because of the level of genius he's on so I think it's completely fair right now at this moment to declare myself Dr. Mallard Dufresne
1: interesting interesting now do you think that's fair to do like it, let's say if you you know give a commencement speech at a lesser ivy league let's say a brown and they give me a plaque that says i'm dr simon ropes uh, an honorary doctorate can i can i just can I say I'm a doctor? Or because I'm not a genius, I'm not allowed that. I have an People honorary doctorate. People much less call
2: themselves doctors. Well, the I mean, dentists dentists, and chiropractors call themselves doctors, for God's sake. I hope this, this uh,
0: helps. All doctors are not geniuses, but all geniuses are doctors. Does that make sense?
1: Interesting. Yes, that makes perfect sense. It also doesn't tell me what I should do. So you're the genius here. Well, should do you I have an honorary
0: doc- doctorate? Yeah. Okay, well, here's another question for you. Are you a genius? Well, no,
1: unfortunately, I don't think I am. Well, then
0: I'm not sure you
1: should even... I would say he's a fan.
0: He's a fan and
1: admirer of
2: geniuses. He honors geniuses, the Edisons, the Einsteins of history.
1: To to my great shame, I am not a genius. I have gotten my head caught in uh, two different banisters today. Uh, between them in a in a sort of stairwell situation i mean a lot
0: of geniuses um, have done their best thinking in that position though like that's how einstein came up with the idea to do the poster of his tongue sticking out
1: when he was caught in a stairwell in between yeah. two bands with his he was, big head between- he was
0: trying to pull his head out from the stairs <gasps> and then he stuck Simon his tongue and I out had while while he's doing our, that and he's like this would be a funny poster if i did that
2: we had that in our dorm in 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 college and uh and we were like, you know, he must have, you know, been goofing off. Like, oh, I just finally just came up with this great equation. And then we found out from Professor, it's like, no, I understand he just got done eating pussy. And we, he never told us that he was serious or not, but I would believe it. Uh, well, you're you know,
0: saying we'll he, was, say he was eating pussy with his head stuck through the stair banisters? Is that what was I don't right know. It
1: could be the case. It I, could be the case. I could see how a woman might be into that for like a, you know, a, like a power type of thing and a guy would be into that like oh no I'm stuck it's kind of like let's be honest that's the male equivalent of getting caught in a, a in a washing machine <laughs> it's
0: true and Einstein was getting a your head on the banister so there oh might be, I see what you're saying there's probably a reason like for the
1: technique. he sticks his head and he sticks his
2: head in the banister to do some thinking about you know genius ideas and then he's like oh no I'd hate it if a woman came up and maybe eat her pussy right yep, that's right it,
1: ma- it made me do it I
2: hope no one does it to me I hope no one makes me do that I, I would hate it I don't know why I'm saying this
1: out loud Wait, is that why you're putting your head in the banisters? No, I'm trying to see what my head can fit through and what it can't. I'm kind of testing my physical boundaries. Uh, typically, you kind of
2: got—you kind of immediately like threw yourself to the side there when you said no. You got really defensive.
1: Well, uh, I'm not—I uh, had never heard about that till now. I'm not a genius, obviously. He thought of that. Albert Einstein must have been, you know, eating pussy twenty-four-seven obviously, from such a genius move. But no, I'm just good old-fashioned getting my head caught in banisters. Um, I'm not intending for it to happen.
2: What would you do if you, if that did happen to you, though?
1: Well, you know, I'd have to evaluate the situation. And, you know, if the woman's 37, it's a no-go for me. I'm sorry, Melody. Are we off
2: base here? Sorry, let's get back to the money wellness. and
0: Well, I suppose... I could let you in on another idea of mine that's coming up shortly. This is more of an event than an idea, but what is an event if not an idea? Um, sounds good to me. So this is called Money Night. It's coming up about five nights from now. Yeah, Money Night. Whoa. (laughs) Really? Suddenly, huh? So this is basically the night of money, and it celebrates all things money. So if you want to go shopping with your money... If you want to work to make money, um, you can give money to your friends and family. It's essentially just we're celebrating all of the many wonderful things that money can do in our lives.
1: Money Night. Where is, this, is this going to be held? Is this going to be held worldwide? Is this a singular event? or? Uh... Yeah, well, there's
0: going to be meetups in a lot of major cities around the world for Money Night. Uh, there's going to be kiosks where you can buy things. There's going to be friends you bring who you can give money to. Uh, so I think it's going to be really exciting. There's all kinds of things planned.
1: So there's going to be things there to buy, and then if you bring friends, you can give them money. That's the two events of Money Night.
0: Yeah, well, you can also um, you can also go to work at Money Night and earn money.
1: Oh, during the day? or like No, on Money you- Night,
0: you can work at one of the kiosks that are selling food or whatever. If you want to make money instead of spend it.
1: Okay, so you show up to Money Night to work. <laughs> to <get laughs> if you want to, it's
0: your choice. So okay. you go on the okay, My Money so Me p- app and you sign up like, I want to make money or I want to spend money.
1: <laughs> well, let me hear. I have it pulled up here. I have Money Night on the app. It's a very good graphic. It's very you know well done, very professional looking. And I click on Money Night and it says, do you need money for food? And I said, no. And then the app crashed.
0: Okay. Well, imagine so, it didn't uh, crash. If you don't need money for food, then you can buy food because you already have money. So then you'll go to one of our food kiosks and get yourself a nice. So meeting. is it a
1: restaurant? It's it's so it's like a food court. I'm picturing
0: like a
2: big party, like tuxedos, champagne, rhyming in limousines. That's what I'm
0: thinking
1: that's about. Much so, right. I'm seeing yeah. a bunch of. I'm thinking about a food court where a bunch of poor people show up
0: to work. <laughs> well, <laughs> but here's the thing about a food court: is that a no food court? Shot.
2: There's no way that's a-, a
0: food court celebrates food, right? On money night, we're celebrating money. You're celebrating the wrong thing at a food court.
1: All right. Let's say um, New York City. Where is money night going to be held there? Is it in a food court?
0: Well, it's going to be in one of those parks they have in Manhattan. Okay. And it's going to be outdoors in the park. And there's going to be a bunch of food kiosks and food trucks from local vendors. And will there be live music? There might be some live music. We'll figure that out on the spot. <laughs> somebody and shows up with a guitar, there will be. Mighty Mighty Boss maybe? Oh, hey, this guy might be a genius over here.
1: Well, five days, that's a big band. I don't think you can arrange to book those guys in five days. You're
2: talking to Mallard Dufresne. Well, uh, well that's uh,
0: true. Money, the thing true. is, we do have money, and money might talk when we try to book them.
2: That. Money might even sing us a few songs or we're enjoying our food.
0: Oh, that it might.
1: I, I do love your slogan for the Money Institute right there. Money might talk. It might.
0: Sometimes you got to coax it out a little. Sometimes the money can be a little shy. And that's where we come in is to help you uh, make that money sing, you know.
2: Where on the flip side, sometimes money says too much. You got
0: to keep it discreet. Yeah, sometimes I like to do the talking, you know. And I let the money okay. do the buying. That's so what we're going to do at will- Money Night.
1: Okay, so how do you make money off of Money Night?
0: So basically, uh, all the food trucks and stuff, they're paying a fee to be there and sell their food. So we're going to collect the fees. Plus, everyone's going to be using the My Money Me app. And there's all kinds of services in there that we can collect a little money off of. But it's it's not really about us. It's mostly a celebration of money, right? So I'm not trying to make money. I'm trying to see money be exchanged, going back and forth in different hands, Having as people long as it's work, clean, of course. Of course. Well, it's going to be clean because it's going to be organic. This is, we're going to have a supply of money there where you can exchange your GMO money for our fresh money right off the tree.
1: Now, I heard you're going to debut um, a controversial uh, thing that the Money Institute's responsible for creating, or not creating, but um, propagating, so to speak. I heard that you're going to have a money tree on display for Money Night.
0: Yeah, well, you're not going to be allowed to pl- pluck the money right off of it, but you oh, can pay us uh, to have us pluck it and give it to you.
1: Oh, to get the fresh money the from the fresh, tree. This
0: is like fresh squeezed lemonade, but money, you know?
1: Oh, Right okay. off the tree.
0: We yeah. actually have one other exciting... Uh, this is actually a debut. This is the first time I'm going to announce this to the world, but we have one other in- exciting invention that we're going to debut on Money Night. It's called the $30 bill. Oh, you
1: you invented... <laughs> The $30 bill? That's
0: right. We don't necessarily have the government's backing on this $30 bill, but what we're saying to you when you purchase a $30 bill from us is that we will guarantee that each $30 bill is backed by a U.S. 20 and a U.S. 10.
1: Oh, okay.
0: So we will guarantee that to you that wherever you want to spend your $30 bill, it's worth a 20 and a 10. So it's even if they, if you're shopping at a business that only accepts US currency, it's backed by US currency. But if you're shopping So we
2: have to argue we have to argue with every person we try to <laughs> give this $30 bill to that it's legitimately backed by a 20 and a $10 bill? Well,
0: not necessarily, cuz if the business uses the my money app, If they use the my money me app, you can give it to them using the app and hand them some. So 30. I have to
2: tell them that they have to download an app to
1: accept my thirty dollar bill. You can yeah. only so send thirty dollars through the app?
0: Well no, you don't actually send it through the app. The app is like an IOU and then you hand it to them in real life. So the app oh, sends to verify an IOU. it. Yeah. It's like verifies it for you. It's like crypto I guess. What if
2: they can't what if they don't have the app or they can't get the app. Well let's say you're shopping at Kohl's or
0: something for some pants. And they don't have the app. You oh. just you simply need to tell the customer service representative behind the counter, can you just download the app right now? And I, then I I'll say, give you this money.
2: If I want to buy my big and tall khakis and I'm like, can you just download or
1: can you just take it? I just have to tell them, can you just take it? Well, um, there might <laughs> yeah, exactly. be some pushback from that at Kohl's as Kohl's has its own cryptocurrency known as Kohl's Cash which a uh, $10 of Kohl's cash has recently gone over for over $2,000 on the market.
0: <laughs> oh, because I saw Elon Musk was big on Kohl's cash. He was tweeting about it. Uh, it's
2: trash. If you ask me, Kohl's cash will not last. It's going know. the way. Of- Kohl's is going the way of Kmart, if you ask me. Oh,
1: for sure. I recently went to a big and tall section in um, Mays Landing, New Jersey, and uh, whoever works there should be ashamed of themselves, how everything was in disarray, jackets on the oh, ground.
2: I- like tornadoes hit in the place, yeah, you know what like, happened. Come on,
1: go like they can't
2: blame the big guys that come there to shop like us. We're both you know well over six three, and right. we're not we're not looking to you know uh, be nimble handed. You know dandies. We got to sort through what we want. We're big guys. We take up room. There's Coles is a cramped place. There's a lot of product. You know, that's a great thing, but it's not great for big guys. We're bumping into everything, knocking stuff over.
1: It's just a, fl- and- a flash in the pan. Coles is just a fad for the kids, and they'll move on to something new soon. That's like why I'm Supreme. not too worried
0: about Kohl's Cash when it compares to our $30 bill, because you think about it, Kohl's Cash is tied to the idea of Kohl's. But our thirty-dollar bill is tied to the idea of U.S. money. It just doesn't happen to be legal tender, but it's right. it's tied to that idea, and it's backed, it's backed by us by, by
1: U.S. Money. money in the same way that U.S. money used to be backed by gold. That's right.
0: We're essentially okay, being back by- the gold standard, but instead of gold, it's U.S. money, and instead of paper money, it's the thirty-dollar bill that we invented. But by that, by that, by that
2: logic, though Mallard, I could go into any business. With money from the Monopoly board game, which is based on U.S. currency, and say no, just take it. It's based on it's like Uh legit. It's it's like
0: no, because so Hasbro is not backing that money with U.S. currency. They're telling you it's just paper. But I'm saying when you spend a thirty dollar bill, you pay money for the board game. So that no, but our money is backed by a twenty dollar bill and a ten dollar bill. Like it's a guarantee. We have. Do you know how
1: much money Monopoly would cost if all of the money in it was backed? (laughs) Buy US currency.
0: <laughs> it,
1: it would cost thousands of dollars to play Monopoly. It would be and <laughs> maybe, the rich. Should.
2: maybe, maybe it should. Maybe it should. Yeah, I think it maybe should.
0: Maybe
1: only the rich should be able to play Monopoly.
2: Monopoly for millionaires, the new edition. Yeah, let's
0: put some cash on. It's like a game of poker. When you're playing poker without any money, everyone's just going all in every hand because you don't care. If you want well to get people to care about fish. Monopoly, it's gotta be real cash. That Monopoly Ooh. guy
1: is completely broke in real life now, though. It's kind of a shame. It's kind of a shame he didn't save. Well, he tried to
2: kill himself like three years ago.
1: He didn't save any of it. You know, he was just buying top hats and and caviar and limousine rides all over town. He was broke within eleven. He years. was
2: obsessed with women dressed up as bunnies with long legs.
1: Oh yeah, he loved. He was about a three foot eight tall man, and he would not be seen with a woman shorter than six three.
0: Even like the thimble won't talk to him anymore. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so the wheelbarrow has a house um, in uh, uh, California wine country, and uh, apparently they were at the same vineyard and uh, wouldn't even talk to each other.
0: Yeah, that goes for all of them. Like a lot of people think that like the thimble and the wheelbarrow are close, but none of those guys talk anymore. It's all money. They the, only communicate the top through hats lawyers. Just honestly.
1: coked out of his mind all of the time. You know. Yeah, sad story, but yeah. Well, there's a guy who does not rank amongst our geniuses. Um, But uh, Mallard, I'm just so gracious that you've been here and you've showed us so much about the Money Institute and so many good things. Uh, There's uh, tons of people watching right now, Mallard. Is there anything you want to say to the audience?
0: Well, I hope to see each and every one of you at Money Night, which is about five nights from now. And um, I hope you'll check out our $30 bill. I guarantee you that every kiosk Every vendor at the event is going to be accepting these $30 bills and most of them have priced their food to be just about $30 to make maximum use of it. Oh, well, so how would you, if I want an ice you, cream
2: cone, I want an ice cream cone or I want dinner, it's all the same price. How, how would well, you, you no, no, tip no,
0: no, 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 no. They're not going to rip you off. It's just they're going to give you $30 of ice cream, so you'll get maybe 7 or 8 ice cream cones. For one order. Wait, so
1: money night is like a bulk food purchasing night? Well, That's it's more only... like a way
0: of celebrating money. Like I said, so if we're celebrating the thirty dollar bill, it only makes sense that you buy thirty dollars of food at a time. So you're gonna get three and a half cheeseburgers or seven or eight ice cream cones at a time, and then you and your friends can share them. And it's all about the money, not really the food, right?
1: I. Uh... Uh yeah. uh, yeah, I, yeah, I, I guess, I guess it is about when you put it like that. Yeah. That, that makes sense. Uh, Let me put it uh,
0: this way. When you go to a food truck kind of thing or like a food court or whatever, they ask you for a strange amount of money for an even amount of food, right? Like you'll ask for one burger and it'll be like eight twenty nine, right? So the burger is a single burger, but the money is a crazy 8.29, right? So we're reversing it where it's always going to be exactly $30 on the money side, but then you might get 8.29 ice creams, you know?
1: Wait, I have a question. All right. What's on the burger?
0: Oh, I mean, there's normal stuff on the burger here. You can get cheese and onion. Hey, you got an onion cut, right? You might like a little onion on your burger to hey, compliment that's that haircut. true. Uh, hey, and,
1: you know, I get a little hungry. I can't eat anywhere without everyone, anyone saying, is that the new onion cut? I got these onion rings, onion stuff. Not a big fan of onions. I just like you know the way they look, and I thought it'd be cool if my head looked like a...
2: Big yeah, watch out when it's humid outside. You might become a blooming onion.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 lord!
1: Very natural uh, laugh, Mallard. I, I found you to be quite <laughs> more personable than a lot of geniuses. I know you're working on your abuse, but uh, it it really has been just very charming to meet you here today.
0: Yeah, like I was saying, I need to talk to Doctor Korb uh, Sanjay and figure out the kind of the wealthy asshole kind of thing because I know people respond to that. But you know, I'm just trying to. At the end of the day. Like I said before I'd like to do the money let the money do some of the talking I like to get in a well, word edgewise but uh you know I like to let the money talk at least a little I mean I think the money got to speak pretty
1: uh uh pretty well today uh your money wellness techniques the money institute your self care money management it's been really inspirational to see a person use uh uh you know money so correctively and and uh uh, i know you're teasing another further project uh tell me about mywokemoney.info
0: well at mywokemoney.info we are trying to give information about how your money can be used to bring about social justice in the real world interesting how how could you do that so, for instance, like
2: donate to charities that help. Uh, no, 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 no no, 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 no.
0: <laughs> well, charities—they're kind of controlled by you know these these large NGOs who are paying salaries hundreds of thousands of dollars uh, to their executives and all this. We want to make sure that the money is actually making a change in the world, right? So yeah, we don't want
2: the GMOs controlling the money, right?
0: We're gonna take that money, and it depends on what you want to do, right? Because let's say you're interested about like housing the unhoused. Well, we are going to put that money in a stack and build them a house out of money and then pour concrete over all that money in order to make a house you see what i'm saying the money's doing the work directly so whatever kind of issue it is you can go to the website there's a list of issues and we're going to put your money to use right there on the ground it's like real material really politics, gotta do you know? something so, about
2: the issues
1: so let's say i have 10 million dollars I don't, but let's say hypothetically I have $10 million and I want to fight homelessness. What would my wokemoney.info tell me to do with that money?
0: So we're going to convert that money, first of all, into organic $1 bills because they create the most mass. And then we're going to stack those $1 bills really high and we're going to actually make additional money for the project by letting rappers shoot a video with these big stacks of money (laughs) because it looks really cool at this stage. Then... We're going to keep stacking it up to make it look like a house. Then we're going to have a big concrete truck come and just pour concrete over the house full of dollar bills that we made. And then we're going to tell everyone, hey, you can come live in here.
1: Oh, that's that's great. I thought you guys were just going to do like short-term high-interest loans for... Uh,
0: no, I'm, you know, this is a new way of finding real solutions on the ground where we don't have to rely on anyone else. But well, I guess we rely on the guy who owns the concrete truck, but that's about it. Well,
1: whoever owns the land too. Or build money houses on their land. I mean, we'll just
0: find out. land where it's just mm. out there. You got to right have you
1: know? permits and
2: all yeah. of that Well, you stuff, don't need a permit. A lot of okay, a permit is for zoning a house, Zoning right? stuff is kind of a. There's
0: no such thing as a permit for pouring concrete on dollar bills, right? So that's a way of getting around some of the bureaucracy. Well, if
2: it's on a certain spot, I would think there would be well, some stuff. Then we'll if find taxes a spot. that come along with that. I don't that. even and
1: think and you could, like, dig in a yard. Well, I think we'll find permits. a place that doesn't have a yard then. Like, like
0: dirt? Yeah, we'll just find a dirt place that people don't own and then we're going to put the house there. A, a dirt place? What's
1: a, a dirt place?
0: All right, well you guys clearly don't understand the kind of work we're doing, but if you go on the website, there's a about us section that explains it in plenty of detail. I just don't know, you know,
1: people have been helping the homeless for years by giving them short-term loans and, you know, check cashing. I don't understand, you know, that's a charity in itself, you know. Well, uh, you know, I agree with most of your ideas, but that last one's just pat
0: well, maybe we can close on much one much idea right that I think we can all agree on, which is that part of homeopathic money, as we discussed, is this idea that money can heal you, right? Mm-hmm. Mm. Interesting. So think about this. What if you had some money? Think about that. Oh. Can you picture Oh, it? yeah. Now you're speaking my language. You might even be picturing one of our new $30 bills, for instance. I, and, yeah, I am.
1: Whose picture is on that, by the way?
0: Um, it's one of the presidents, but it's one of the you know, lesser known guys. We wanted to oh, yeah. kind of highlight different parts of American history that people don't know about, like presidents number I don't know seven through fifteen ish somewhere in there, you know.
1: Oh yeah, but um, it says uh, I'm holding one of the thirty dollar bills here, and it says that uh, President Jack Ranch.
0: Oh yeah, I don't, I don't remember him. Me neither. I think maybe he invented uh, ranch dressing.
1: So he wasn't a president. It's,
2: well, I mean, I guess not. I mean, Ben Franklin—he's not on the hundred dollar bill. He was never president. Well Yeah, he right? was.
0: No, he, he was, was
2: the first guy with president. the keys. He, was no, a- he had George the keys Washington. to the
0: White House, you're saying? He had to let No, him he in? was in
1: France. He was in France.
2: He was in France doing snuff and eating muff. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. He was getting his head. He was, he <laughs> was,
0: yeah, he's sticking his head in the banister. Yeah, you know? waiting for some French girls. <laughs> he learned that one from Einstein. They were friends. Hey, baby.
1: Yeah, that's Ben Franklin in France. He, here's the reason Get- they were
0: friends is that Ben Franklin started electricity by putting it on the kite. And then he told Einstein, like, hey, look at what I did to electricity. And Einstein had the light bulb idea. He's like, ah, but what if we did this? You know what I mean? Well, that's why
2: Einstein's on the $200 bill. Not not Einstein. You're mixing guys. Uh, Mallard, how how do you not know this stuff about these guys?
0: Well, here's the thing. My ideas are a little bit more contemporary. And, you know, these guys like Benjamin Franklin who invented money, I'm kind of taking it to new places. And that's why... The past is not that important to me, because it's guys in the future who should be thinking about what I did with money.
1: Oh, interesting. So in the future, they would be putting your face on money. That makes yeah. a lot of sense. I mean, honestly, I we should have
0: just put me on the 30, but I'm just a little too humble, you know what I mean? Maybe maybe Corb Sanjay, maybe he would have put himself on a 30 if he invented it, but I'm a little more humble oh. than that
1: guy. Well, I mean, you look at those salons, they're usually designed to be an exact replica of his head. Kind and of terrifying. He, in the and he has the, the onion
0: cut too. So you kind of see that you know, onion shape.
1: That's, he wanted a haircut as good enough for himself. And that's how he invented it. It's the exact same origin story as the My Pillow. I,
2: I would love to get the Ben Franklin haircut. Oh, yeah. For my next haircut.
1: With the, 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 the single bow in, in your back ponytail.
2: Yeah, just a horrible hairline, just grown out really long man. in the back, just
1: just like riddled with. You SDGs. just look at me, you
2: know he's a pig. You yeah. know he's going to be disgusting, but people respect him for it.
1: Yeah, he just wrote joke books for twenty years, and everyone and all all the guys that like them decided to keep him hanging around. And next thing you know, he's a founding father.
2: Well, if you read about all the founding fathers, they all just thought he was the shit. They thought he was the coolest. He is shorter and fatter than everyone, but he was like the most outspoken the smartest um everyone liked the way he dressed the french even tried to dress like him yeah so i think everyone would try to be like ben franklin with an onion
1: coat probably be the ultimate man yeah yeah. and er, er, ben franklin with an onion cut and your head stuck between some banisters
0: all of the founding fathers had fleas but it's widely believed (laughs) that ben franklin was the one who first got the fleas and spread it to all of them that's that's
1: the mark of a true
0: genius <laughs> he's just a little eccentric but you know what it, it paid off
1: alright well uh, that's starting to wrap up our hour here on Einstein's and Edison's I am Simon Ropes here with uh, with my good Victor friend Fyfe. Victor Fife and uh, uh, Mallard Dufresne who has promised um, to take us
0: on a trip is that correct Mallard oh yeah Do you want to see some of our organic money trees? I'd love to go to the money farm. We've got a money grove just a couple miles from here. Field trip. All right, we'll get... Get some boots on, get some gloves on, grab some shovels, you know. Let's, let's move some dirt and, and plant a fresh tree.
1: All right. I'd love to see uh, this money tree get planted. All right. Everyone, uh, thank you so much for tuning in to Einstein's and Edison's. I am Simon Ropes here with Victor Fife and uh, thanking Mallard Dufresne. Up next, I don't know, Anderson Cooper or something. I don't know what's on this show now anymore. Bye-bye.